My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. This episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast is sponsored by my brand new blogging success masterclass. In it, I will teach you how to grow a blog and make it profitable in 2021. It is a free masterclass that you can get at bit.ly slash farmhouse masterclass. That's bit.ly forward slash farmhouse masterclass, all one word. It will also be linked in the show notes below. You are listening to episode 82 of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. In my last episode, I was talking about my New Year's resolution with cell phones. It has been just about a week. Actually, it's been exactly a week since I published and posted the last episode where I talked about my solution or at least my proposed solution for curbing cell phone addiction in 2021. And I laid out my plan, which was to leave my phone in the drawer of my nightstand because our room is upstairs and it's just a far away place that I don't really go during the day. Like in my last house, the bedroom was right off the kitchen. So the kids were in and out of the bedroom all day. One of our main bathrooms was in there. It was a place that was very accessible. But in this house, it's pretty much a place that we go to sleep, get dressed, things like that, but I'm not really in and out of it all day. And so I'm leaving my phone in the nightstand and it stays there for 12 hours. Now, the exception to this is when I go somewhere, like last night I had to bring my girls to their gymnastics class. Um, I am still bringing the phone with me just because, you know, it's used for things when I'm out and about. And so I can't promise that I'm not getting on Instagram whenever I'm leaving the house and things like that. But during the day when we're home all day, I haven't been using my phone. And this has made such a difference. I imagined that it would, but I really wondered because I still have my computer, I still have my laptop, I still have access to social media. I can check DMs throughout the day on Instagram. I can get on Facebook. And I do, but nowhere near this obsessive checking, refreshing type of amount that I can do with my phone. I think it's the habit of this thing in your hand, in your pocket, that you can just refresh to see what's new, what people have posted, what stories are up. And that has felt like a broken habit in this last week just because of not having my phone during these idle times of the day where I would normally just whip out my phone to curb that tiny bit of boredom. So I mentioned this last time, but just like doing my makeup and my hair or blending my smoothie or stirring soup, walking out to the barn, nursing Daniel, all of these times where if there's a tiny, tiny moment you grab out your phone and check it. At least I do. That's what I have developed a habit of doing. And in this last week, I have broken that habit and I was thinking about it and I feel like it's a really good first step because it's not that hard. It hasn't felt all that hard because I can still get on the computer to check my email, to do anything business related. It's been a little bit painful at times where, you know, I'm just a tiny bit bored, but nothing 
terrible. And then I can still catch up on all of my favorite podcasts in the evening with some headphones or while I'm doing some mindless Pinterest pinning for my business or whatever, I can catch up then. So it hasn't felt all that restrictive, but what I like is that I feel like I'm creating new habits. Once I get really used to this, you know, I just don't have my phone while I'm doing my homemaking, while I am baking bread or cleaning. I cleaned up the boys' room yesterday and normally there'd be a podcast going. I just wouldn't clean up their room without having something going. And I didn't. And I just I just cleaned it and it was fine. If a kid walks in, I'm ready for any kind of conversation and interaction. That habit feels broken. So I feel like after doing that for a few months, I might be ready to knock another level. So maybe only checking in on the computer on social media at very set and designated times. At the moment, it's just free whenever I want to do it. I haven't set any limits on that, but it hasn't been a big pull because it's just too hard to go over to the computer while I'm doing something else. It's not easy enough for me to do it very often. And so already feels so free. The first couple of days, I noticed just feeling a lot less stressed because my mind isn't cluttered. It's cluttered with ideas, which is great. I've been getting so many more ideas. I've been way more productive on Instagram, which I'll talk about shortly, but it just feels like I'm not being pulled in a million different directions. I could get derailed by checking my phone from one DM that maybe was a complicated question I'd have to stop and answer or something negative, but then my mind is off thinking about that. I was talking about this with my sister, Laura, who also has a blog and has her email on her phone, which I do too. And she was saying that she has that same pull to constantly check her email. That's probably one of my biggest struggles with the phone is I constantly check my email because I get so many things through my email pertaining to my business. Most of the time it's just like, oh yay, I sold a course or I have another partnership opportunity coming up. But a lot of times it's something I need to do. So like when somebody signs up for my course, I need to approve them into the Facebook group or when I get an email from my agent on YouTube about a sponsorship opportunity, I need to respond whether I'm interested or look at the talking points or negotiate the contract or whatever. And whenever I see that kind of email pop up while I'm stirring soup, I'm not gonna do anything about it. I'm not going to stop and respond to her or approve the person into the Facebook group. None of those things are going to happen until later that night or afternoon whenever I have a little time to sit down at the computer and work. All it is doing is informing my brain that I have something else I need to do. And I knew that that was stressing me out, but it just, I felt pretty powerless against it because of the nature of my business and just the habits I developed and checking things so compulsively that I didn't really feel like there was a way to not do it. Um, for a while, I took my email off my phone and that would drive me nuts if I was out and about. I was like, now I can't check my email and I actually need to answer these emails. And so that bothered me. But now I just can only check it whenever I'm sitting down at my computer and it has really freed up some mental space and made me feel less stressed in general. And as far as the Instagram, I was gonna talk about this. The biggest struggle with a business owner is needing to be in all the places online. And I'm sure that even if you don't have a business, you might feel this way just because 
it's where everyone is. It's where we get our recipes. It's where we interact with friends. And so whether you have a business or not, you probably feel the need to be updating friends and family on stories or catching up on stories. And that is one thing that you can't do from a computer. You could ditch everything else and you'd be just fine. I mean, you, you also can't actually post to Instagram to the feed, at least I don't know how, maybe you can with the scheduling tool. You can post IGTV, which is what I've been relying on lately. I've been only posting IGTV, like my last three or four posts are just IGTVs, but the stories thing is like the biggest issue. And so I decided at the beginning of this, I don't remember if I actually talked about it in my last episode or not, but shortly after, maybe even like the next day, I started recording all of my Instagram stories on a vertically flipped camera. So I have this little handheld tripod thing called a Joby, and I put my small mirrorless camera, which I also sometimes even just use my bigger camera, flip it vertical and just keep it out all day like I would a phone and capture moments in vertical format. And then I drag them into Final Cut Pro, which is my editing software. You could also use iMovie. The key though is before you do that, you have to change the dimensions to Instagram story dimensions, which instead of 1920 by 1080, it's 1080 by 1920, vice versa. I don't know which one it is. Basically you want a long vertical thing. Drag the footage in, maybe add some music or whatever and export it and then just upload the stories at night. That sounds really complicated, but it isn't as complicated as it sounds. You really just have to drag the footage into the vertical and export it. Now, the first couple of days, I was dividing all of the footage into one minute sections in Final Cut Pro, which was a big hassle. And then I was at my parents' place last weekend and my sister said, hey, why don't you use an app that will cut the stories up. And so I ended up finding an app and it's it's actually on my phone, so I don't remember what the app is called and I'm not gonna go get my phone to tell you, so I'll have to update you later. But it's really cool. So whenever I get my phone back around like 7 p.m., I allow myself to have it while nursing Daniel at night. So not during nursing him for his morning nap or his afternoon nap, but just before bed. Um, and I sit there and chop up the Instagram story that I have in my phone with the app and then upload all of the frames right then and there. And so it is slightly more effort. I would argue it's not really that much more effort than recording throughout the day, but even though it is more effort, I still have been spending less time overall because of not wasting any time scrolling on Instagram. So it has been the perfect solution. I don't know why I really didn't think of it before, probably just excuse of wanting to have my phone all the time, but it's been so worth it. It's felt so freeing. I definitely thought about getting my phone out at different times and knew that I'd be making this update. And so this was a big motivator for me that I had to report back to you all and tell you how it went. So I'm gonna continue with that. I'm going to continue to update you on this. It won't be as big of an update as this one, but my plan is to keep with this. I would like it if I could do this for all of 2021, to be honest with you, and then beyond. Break the habit, never get it back. I don't know how, if that will work, because I just, I understand human nature and know that at some point I might have changed my mind about something or think, oh, it really wasn't that bad, was it, when I'm really far removed from it? So we'll see. I can't guarantee lifelong results here, but 
for the time being, the habit has been broken. I feel like I'm walking around my house with a fresh set of eyes that I'm noticing things that when my head was down in the phone before that I'm now actually seeing and feeling comfortable in a little bit of boredom. You know, when I'm sitting there nursing Daniel to sleep for his morning and afternoon nap, I'm just looking at him, making eye contact with him, looking out the window, thinking about more ideas. I usually walk away from there needing to rush to my computer and fill out my notes app with some more ideas for podcasts or videos. It has allowed me to think more creatively, which is crucial for my business, but also for my life, because that is how I get enjoyment out of the world is by being creative and constantly filling your brain makes that go away. So I've made a few more notes about things that I noticed. I, I titled this my week with the phone in the drawer from seven to seven. I learned that you can get the podcast app on your computer. This isn't super effective because without earbuds, it's pretty difficult to listen to a podcast when you have kids. But I find this to be a really good thing because the only time I can even think about turning on a podcast on my computer is in the afternoon if all the kids are upstairs for their nap time while I'm cleaning up the kitchen, I can turn it on or any other time where I'm alone in the kitchen with the computer, which is very rarely. So I can't just put an earbud in, which I, I used to what I would do is put an earbud in one ear so I could tell what was going on with the house and you know talk to the kids and everything else, but have a podcast or something going in the other ear, which is a terrible habit to get into. And it's broken and I can still listen to podcasts, but I miss a lot because it's just the computer playing. I'm over there doing the dishes and it's, I can't really hear it that great. And then if a kid walks in, I have to turn it off because it's not just in my ear, it's in the room. And so I'm finding that I'm just doing it way less, but it is nice when I'm having my afternoon cup of espresso, I can just play a podcast while doing some kind of task with my business that isn't very engaging, like answering emails or updating a description or something like that. So yes, you can get the podcast app on your computer. Great to know. The other things I wrote down, my observations, I actually already talked about here. So I noticed that I love staring at Daniel while he's nursing and there's a beautiful view from where I nurse him, which I already knew, but I don't stare out it ever because I had my phone. And then also I spent less time on Instagram, significantly less yet posted way more stories. So that was a win for my business and a win for my mental state. I, I received tons of emails and DMs from a lot of you telling me that you could completely relate and that you also struggled and that my solution was inspiring you to want to do something very similar. So that was encouraging to me. Now I'm going to talk about my 2020 goals, how they went, and then fill you in on my 2021 goals. So I just actually pulled up my 2020 goals recently for my private Facebook group to revisit them and talk about them and how they went. And I learned that I actually thought about them for basically just January. And it reminded me that it's really important to create more short-term goals. So on a month-to-month -month basis, revisiting things, priorities change, life stages change. If you have a baby, 
you might be getting rid of a certain morning nap, or maybe sometime in the year you're going to have a new baby, or when it's summer, maybe certain goals become less important and other goals take their place, like starting the garden and things like that. I find that in beginning of the year, we're really only thinking about where we are right now and forgetting about the fact that we change and situations change so often that it's really not all that productive to set these long-term goals. And I know that. I have been able to, in years past, set a goal in the beginning, a simple, measurable goal that has carried me through the year. But usually it has to be something very simple for me to stick with it all year. So I'm thinking notably about the year 2017. That was the year that I took my blog seriously. I said at the beginning of the year that no matter what, I would post two posts per week every week and that by the end of the year I would have over 100 posts because you know 52 weeks in a year and so that that was a, a year that I can remember actually sticking with my goal and the reason I was able to do that was I had a clear vision in mind as to what I would achieve if I did it so that 100 post thing really motivated me at the time I'd had a few posts that had done really well on Pinterest and I figured if I could get a hundred posts circulating around that I could really turn my blog into something if I had that many posts out there. And so that really drove me the why behind it and then the simplicity of the goal and the way that the goal was so measurable. So this wasn't like I was saying I had to make a certain amount of money or a certain kind of post. The only thing I had to achieve was getting two posts per week done. So that was a type of goal that was easy to stick with all year, whereas some of the ones I set for 2020 were really probably just bad goal strategy at the time and having a short-term focus on what the year was going to look like for the entire year. I believe it was episode 45 of this podcast where I talked more about goal setting and how I set goals that I actually can stick with. With that being said, let's do a recap of my 2020 goals and then I'll talk about which ones I hit, which ones I didn't, and why I think I failed on some of them, and then what I am looking forward to for 2021. So I had 2020 goals weekly. I wanted to do 10 Instagram stories per week where I actually show my face. The reason I had to specify where I actually show my face is it's really easy to do 10 stories if you share when somebody mentions you or you just show which post you did on your feed or you share a blog post. I was wanting to engage more with my community and I did not really hit this goal. I didn't measure it. I did it for a couple weeks and then I completely forgot about it, never checked back in on it. So I'm sure some weeks I hit it, but for the most part, that goal was not achieved. I don't feel like I really found my groove with Instagram in the year 2020. I grew on Instagram mostly because of sourdough in the beginning of the year, I actually grew crazy. At the beginning of the year, I didn't have 100,000 followers. Sometime during the pandemic, I hit 100,000. And then by now I have 145,000. So I grew a lot. I just didn't build this engaged community on there because I didn't show up and I know that. I did, however, on YouTube because that's where I put my focus and I've talked about that a lot on here before, but where you put your focus grows, we all know that, but it's so true with business. Every time I put my sole attention on anything, it grows and becomes something valuable, but I can't do them all at the same time. Even with help and a team, I still am the creative behind 
it and so if I don't put my energy into it I just don't see the results and so I know why my Instagram community isn't super engaged but that's just not where I put my focus for 2020 I'm not 100% sure that's where I'm going to put my focus for 2021 either but at the moment I do have a nice groove with those stories and I was getting pretty low views on my story views for the relative relative to the number of followers I have. And I've been noticing a major uptick ever since I started this new Instagram story format where I record just what's going on throughout the day. I don't have to really plan anything. I just show moments throughout the day, like when I'm cooking or milking the goats, then uploading them all at night with the no phone thing. And each time they have been getting 20,000 plus views is which for me is pretty good engagement. So I might stick with that. I would like to, but I am not going to write it on my 2021 goals list because it isn't where I want to put my priority and focus this year. All right. Another weekly goal I had on 2020 was one podcast per week. And then in parentheses, in parentheses, I put at least 50 episodes by the end of this year. I did achieve that. I had 80 episodes by the end of the year. I set that goal in January Really, when January 1st, January 1st of last year, I had no intention to start a podcast. I always wanted to, but I thought it would just be too difficult to add it into everything else I'm doing. But then I just decided to do it and I was able to reach that goal. The next one was an email incentive on one, on a video once per week. I almost reached this. The thing is, is I didn't measure it. So I know I probably accidentally most of the time reached it, but it isn't something that I kept thinking about. And the theme over and over again, as I'm talking to you, is that if you have too many goals, you'll lose several of them. And clearly, when I look back at my 2020 goal list here, the one that happened was the podcast. So I started something new and I did focus on that, but it is the only thing when I'm looking at my goal list here that I actually started new and kept with. Okay, the next weekly goal was work on five keywords that I should rank for. I definitely did not reach that goal. And then two blog posts per week that I reached, but that's because that was not new. I've been doing two blog posts per week since January 1st of 2017. So that isn't adding anything new to my goals at all. And then the final weekly goal for 2020 was three YouTube videos per week. I put two from blog posts and one vlog style. Definitely changed that strategy throughout the year. I did it for a little bit and then realized that all of my tutorial type videos don't do well. People want to see that vlog style peek into your life. And so I changed that. I went back down to two and occasionally throw in a tutorial. Always regret it because it never does well. But going forward in 2021, I definitely want to focus more on that vlog style content. So when I look back at my weekly 2020 goals, only one new thing prevailed and that was the podcast. And that just reiterates that you just can't put your focus in too many places at once. And so for effective goal setting for 2020, if you're starting a business, a blog, a YouTube channel, you can have things going on the back burner, but really pick one thing to focus on. And then once you have that plate spinning, in 2022, you could add something new and then build on top of that. That's what I've done. In 2017, I really got into the habit of posting every single week to post to my blog. In 2018, I added YouTube consistently. So two videos every week. At the end of 2018, I launched a course. And then in 2019, I worked on promoting that and then launching a second. So that was my 
new thing, if you will, for 2019. And then in 2020, it was the podcast. So building on what you have achieved from the years before is a good strategy and typically what I've done. I forgot to mention that in 2016, that was the year of the Instagram. I got Instagram in May of 2016, and that is pretty much all I did the entire rest of the year. So this is actually just the first time I've truly sat down and thought about the fact that I've done one thing each year for the last five years. Good to know. So now I know that I can only add on one thing for this coming year. So let's talk about 2021 and my goals. So the one new goal, Luke and I actually came up with this a few weeks ago. We were on a drive just chatting and talking about how we used to do these things called family adventure days really regularly. Anytime he had a day off of work, he used to work for the city where we lived. So he, it was a government job. So he got Veterans Day, Columbus Day, you know, every little holiday you can think of, he got off. And so anytime he had one of those random days off, we would go on what we call a family adventure day where we all get in the car, the van, and find antique shops, parks, hikes, and get coffee. Just go out for the day with no real plan in mind. And we always loved that. We're not planners. And so for us, this open-ended day where we're going to leave the house so we can't really do any work, really was so much fun because when I'm home, I am just in work mode. I'm in cooking for the family, cleaning up laundry. If you're a mom, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can relax. Like I can relax when it's dark. I can sit on the couch and relax, but through the daytime, it's go time. I have so much to do. And the only really way to separate myself from that is by leaving. And I can do it at home too, but we really love these days where we're just noodling around. That's the phrase we actually use in our family, noodling. And we all know what noodling means. And it's something we've been doing, Luke and I have been doing since before we were even married. We'd go drive around and find random places. And I even remember finding this town that we live in now, and it was it seemed so obscure. We've never been to it before. We didn't know anything about it. We would just drive any hour, two hour radius of where we lived and just see what we could find, see what random town we could explore. We really have stopped that in the last year. And obviously COVID has played a part in that. And having another child has played a part in it because we are, we have six children now. And so, you know, you're not as free, but I realized that the biggest reason that we haven't been doing it is because of running our own business. This is a trap you can fall into when you have your own business where you know that certain efforts that you put forth will yield a profit. It will pay you a certain amount of money. And once you have the momentum rolling on a business, you know that that could be a lot of money if you would put certain efforts forth. And so the temptation is to see every moment as an opportunity to grow a business. And that is not where we ever wanted to be with our business. We always were starting our own business in order to have freedom and not to want to work every spare moment just because you could earn more money. So this year we decided that we wanted to be more intentional about that freedom. And not that we don't 
realize that freedom throughout the weeks and our days because we do. We live a very flexible lifestyle. We work here. We school our children here. But we decided that we wanted to be more intentional with our recreation days because also with the homestead, vacations are hard. We can't just leave for a week at a time. And quite honestly, with six kids, vacations are hard too. I don't, if you're a mother of multiple children or even maybe even if you just have two or three kids if you go on vacation when you get there you realize that you'd rather just have the room where you can normally put your kids and your routine and just all the things that make life with kids easy and so vacations have just been harder and harder increasingly throughout the years and because of that we don't just take these days where we're all the way off just doing whatever we want and so we came up with the idea that every other Thursday, we are going to go on a family adventure day. At first, when we were talking about this, I got all excited and I was like, every Thursday, no matter what, that's what we're doing. And then I was like, wait, wait, no, that's not gonna work. Every single Thursday with homeschool, with deadlines, with general life stuff, that's not gonna work for us to just leave the house. But every other Thursday, at least, starting out i can wrap my brain around that and so we're going to start on that that is our goal that's my 2021 goal that's the new thing i'm adding i'm excited about it because it's an opportunity for us to create memories as a family it's going to force us to find things to go do so luke is looking into some hike ideas because winter is our favorite time to hike we get bundled up and there's no bugs i don't know if we'll stop by a restaurant or what we will do exactly but that is the point instead of vacationing we're going to every other thursday so that would be the same as taking 26 vacation days throughout the year which is between three and four weeks. So that's not really a huge amount of vacation time when you break it down for the whole year, but it's a also a pretty good amount. But we want to treat those days like a vacation so that we don't feel like we never went on vacation, but at the same time, it's really difficult to leave and go on vacation. We're gonna do this intentionally. And it sounds like a really easy goal because, okay, you're gonna go have fun every other Thursday. But for me and my personality type, I'm already trying to back out. Like I'm like, oh gosh, I have stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it no matter what it comes up with the business it'll just have to wait till next monday and so that's the plan and that is our 2021 goal that is the overarching thing that we will add i will continue with two blog posts a week two youtube videos one podcast one video for my facebook group but those will have to all be done in the first three days of the week a lot of weeks and then every other week of the first four days because we also uh, take off on Fridays we always have I usually host a play group at my house with several homeschool families and so we will continue with that so that's why we have put the adventure day as we call it on a Thursday and then of course continuing in on the phone in a basket all day when at home goal that I told you about earlier so those are my 2021 goals they aren't obviously overly ambitious, but just with the business that we've built, there's already enough going on. And this year, I do want to focus more on family and faith and growing as a Christian, teaching our children and focusing on the stuff that matters. I'm really not planning on writing a book or creating any new products this year. I'm gonna see how this all goes and obviously, I reserve the right to uh, 
add some of those things on later in the year if the inspiration strikes. But for now, those are my 2021 goals. All right, well, again, make sure to check out my goal setting episode if you need some help deciding what kind of goals to set and the types of goals that are effective. Don't forget to check out my Blogging Success Masterclass. This is something brand new I'm offering. You can get that at bit.ly forward slash farmhouse masterclass. That's bit.ly slash farmhouse masterclass. Join me in my next episode. I'm going to talk about my best and worst purchases from 2020, things around the house or just anything that were really good purchases. I've been compiling a list and I'm excited to share about some of them. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Mm -hmm.